Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. and gentlemen i am your host blake ruffino this is are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well huge show in store for you tonight is the lsu offense really about to have a breakout game are we about to see this offense who has started to hit their stride maybe in the second half of most games can they start doing that early? I'm going to tell you why I think that they are against Auburn this week, which then I believe will trickle into Tennessee into the following week because LSU's so close on doing some big things offensively. Uh, look, running game going. Brian Thomas Jr., who we'll talk about a lot tonight, they need to get him more involved. Why maybe we're not focusing more on Brian Thomas Jr., than we should be. We'll talk on that tonight. SEC Week 5. Some really kind of key games. Guys, this is where, this is where you start separating yourselves a little bit. Start getting into Week 2, Week 3 of the SEC. Auburn obviously has one win, okay? Coming off a, con a really crazy win. Can you overtake your first opponent, or really second opponent, in the SEC standings? Obviously, we know that Arkansas lost last week to Texas A&M. Then all of a sudden, if LSU goes 2-0 in the SEC with a win this week, this is where you start seeing some part of separation in the SEC. We'll talk about that as well as I might pick a little bit of an upset, but it's not the upset that you're thinking. Also, Blaine Crane from Crane and & Company and The Daily Wire will join us tonight at 7.30. We'll talk a lot of Auburn with him. We'll go around the SEC and college football as well. Uh, I, I really love Blaine's take in reference to what he thinks about is about to happen to Auburn 
if Auburn is to lose Saturday to LSU. It's going to be interesting to see here what Blaine has to say. It's also going to be really fun to go around all of college football with him, especially the SEC. Uh, look, I will wrap up the show like this here tonight. If there's any Saints fans, you're going to want to stay. Even if you're not a massive Saints fan. I probably should have put this as Rafino's rant. All offseason on Believe in Saints, I told you I don't trust Pete Carmichael with today's day and age of offenses. He kind of has shown us through three games that prediction may have been right. Seems like the Saints may be pulled in LSU too. The Saints maybe should have learned from LSU on not how to do things. They didn't learn. So if you have any pulse or any thought uh, or just even an inkling of a Saints fan, I promise you you're going to want to stay here tonight uh, at the end of the show so we can talk on that. So, oh, and as we do every Tuesday and Thursday, hashtag AskBlake. So you have questions, thoughts, concerns, put inside the chat, hashtag AskBlake, and we'll get to as many of them uh, as we can throughout the show. Like this one right here from Chris. He says, hashtag ask Blake, why ain't LSU ranked? Well, I do believe, it's of my belief, if LSU wins this upcoming Saturday against Auburn, due to some of the teams that will, so as an, I'll give an example, okay? If Arkansas loses to Alabama this week, and you have a team in Arkansas that's 0-2 in the conference, Statistically speaking, when a team starts 0-2 in the conference, they normally either get right above 500 in the league or historically get below 500 in the league. So an interesting stat to think about if they start off the SEC uh, going 0-2. Let's see how that happens. I think LSU will be ranked next week. I think ESPN is going to want to start um, – that 11 a.m. kickoff with two ranked opponents. Don't act like the AP doesn't get manipulated by ratings. And, and, and I can make a whole Rafino's rants about the AP poll. Guys, there's journalists, with all due respect to them, they work hard, they try hard, that have absolutely no business whatsoever having a, having a top 25 vote. No reason whatsoever. They have no idea what they're looking at. Guys, Kansas 4-0, they didn't get but, what, a handful of votes. Guys, win ma wins matter in this league. They win in the Big 12. They, they mean it in the Big 12. They mean it in every Power 5 conference. Guys, James Madison got more votes than Kansas did, at least the thing that I saw. Now, I could be wrong there. I didn't double-check that like I normally do. James Madison has no business getting more votes than Kansas. None. So, I do believe that LSU will be ranked to start off. So, let's get a couple, to a couple more comments before we get rolling. Uh, Mick says, Booty has already checked out. I say play the Young Bucks. I think that's too, too, um, too soon to, uh, to say that, Mick, if I'm being honest. Preston Guy from TigerBait.com checking in. He only checks in on Tuesdays. Preston only checks in on this show on Tuesdays because his show follows mine. 
Preston's using me like a calming, you know what? Preston uses me. Just joking. Oh my goodness. Somebody needs to take a picture of this. I, I honestly, let me, let me just pull this up so I can send this to Blaine Crane. He's not going to believe me um, when, I, when I tell him this. So let me go ahead and get a screenshot of this so that he knows that Big Daddy's not lying. But Lucy B says, oh my God, Blaine Crane, I love him, but not more than sexy Pooh Bear. Damn, son. Shit getting real around here. And LG's, eh, kind of LG's, eh. Says, hey, Lucy. Uh, Ryan Guidry says, prayers for Florida. Absolutely, man. And I look, um, if I'm being dead honest, just being dead honest, I hate it for them. Look, I, I, I've reached out, and this is my fault. I've reached out to our good friends over at Gramco, thegramco.com. Their business, I, I believe, let me, and I'm double-checking on this, so don't um, – I think their main office is in Tampa or around Tampa. Um, so, we'll guys, you know, this. we're going so to do everything that we can. If they're affected by the storm, we're going to do everything we can to help them out. They've been a great – they've been great to me. I ask your help for them as well. Um, Andrew Martin says, if AM loses on Saturday, they should fall out but won't because they play Alabama next week. They do. Um, Andrew, that's where I'm kind of leaning. I don't know. See, here's the thing. If My, my thing is here. That game's going to be really, really weird, man. I, 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 you know, I don't want to bet against A&M because their defense is so good. Like, guys, A&M's defense is really stinking good. Um, we'll see, though. Uh, Preston says, hashtag show prep. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, Roderick says, Pete trash, trash, dynamic, wide receivers, but run, run, run the rock, no quick passes, etc. I don't know what that means, but I love it. Crying Belly says, Tyron Matthew underrated around this thing, too. He was in... No, I'm not trying to be rude, but can someone please explain to me how... Tyron Matthew is underrated. I I have no idea um, how that's so. Look, I'm going to go in a little bit on Auburn to start this show off tonight. Um, guys, they're really bad offensively. Um, they're really, really bad. I think Harold Perkins and a lot of these guys are going to have the ability to tee off there's one big concern as I did this, this, these film studies today on Auburn. We'll break a lot of that down, my thoughts on them, where I think LSU is going to completely exploit them in so many different areas. And like I mentioned earlier to start of the show, where I, why I think LSU's offense is going to get start getting things rolling this week. Maybe if they start off a little bit slowish, I'm okay with it. I think that they can put up 35, 40 points this week. So we'll see. All right, let's do this. Maybe not that much. I mean, but maybe – I think they'll get in the mid-30s, guys, at minimum. That's what I, – I just see them doing that. So – and it's a true low game. Guys, this is the first time that LSU's – and I said this Saturday on the post-game show. It's the first time LSU's with Brian Kelly has been outside the state. Now, how does the rain affect things? I, You know, I, I don't know that. 
you know, the, Auburn saying that it, they don't think it's going to be too severe, just some light showers. I think LSU is going to be okay here. I don't see it being a lone scoring affair unless, unless obviously the rain and the hurricane does something that uh, that's unforeseen. You know, when guys, you never know what's going to happen when hurricanes make landfall, right? If it makes landfall, it starts going a little bit more west, then things can get you know uh, 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 really hairy. So, um, so yeah, so yeah. All right, let's get this thing rolling. Everybody, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all of those Facebook groups. So many of you are listening to us live right now. On Facebook, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Hit it to those groups. Do it to your own social media pages. We greatly, greatly appreciate you doing that for us. If it's your first time listening, don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms. If you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that great stuff. Listening on TuneIn app, listening on XM Radio, all that great stuff. Do us a favor by hitting the like or hitting the rate, review, and subscribe button, all that great stuff. And we'll be doing a pretty massive uh, LSU update tomorrow. There's some news that I think that's going to be coming out this week. No, I'm not telling you. I'll give some hints on the message board, though, AYSSnetwork.com, either probably midday tomorrow when we can get some more things confirmed on that. All right, let's do this. Guys, let's pay these bills around this thing. Share, share, share that stream. We'll be back in one minute. We got a lot to talk about with LSU. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you. And then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them you good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. Let me just say this very, very quickly. Tyron Matthew is not overrated. Guys, the Saints gave up a touchdown on Sunday. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, Royce Pierce sends us, oh, God, dog it, man. Royce, dude, sends us $199.90 or $199.99. Royce, dude, I thank you, brother. Thank you. I, I don't comment. Tell us, tell us, man. I mean, thank you for it so much, man. He says, uh, for your pops, man, sorry I'm late. Man, I appreciate that, brother. 
I, I really do appreciate it. Uh, just a, Royce, I'll DM you or I'll get with you at the end of the show. Um, dad, my dad, man, look, listen. Um, I don't like getting too personal on these shows. Um, had heart surgery today. He's just been going through it. House burned down last week. Um, it's just been rough, man. It's just been rough. Royce, I, I can't. Listen, man, I, I can't. I, I, I can't thank you enough, brother. All right. <laughs> Edward O. Royce, I need a loan. Y'all crazy. Uh, Tyler says, unpopular opinion. LSU makes it to a New Year's Six Bowl. Anything can happen. Look, I don't know how far-fetched that is. There's a lot that LSU has to do. So let's get into this, and let's focus on Auburn. Guys, when I break down this film against Auburn, I got to admit, I thought that their offensive line would be a lot better than they are right now. Their offensive line is not good at all. And it's not that I don't think that they don't have some talent and experience because I think that they do, right? Like, I, I think that they do have a lot of experience. I do think that they have a lot of some talent up there. The problem with me and why I think LSU, even if it's raining, stands such a great chance this Saturday in the Plains Man, I really think that this offense for Auburn schematically just isn't called right. The what they do with their blocking schemes, the way that they do things on first and second down, guys, Penn State exploited it. The crazy thing is, is from quarters two through four, so did Missouri. I pers- It's in my personal belief that LSU just ha- has just as much of a right to they for them to say at this current moment that their defense is just as good as Penn State's. Now, Penn State has a top 15 corner on their roster. I say top 15 corner. A top 15 pick, possibly a number one overall corner. They got Penn State's got dudes. James Franklin gets a bad rap for not being able to recruit. Guys, they got dudes. You know, you watch the Monday night football game from last night. There's two first-round picks from Penn State that are on the screen. My my point is, is this. And I think Blaine Crane, who's going to join us in about 10 minutes, is going to talk a lot about this. I don't want to say that Brian Harson's overrated. I just don't know if this offensive system that he's trying to accomplish is going to work against a team that has the athletes like LSU does. Now, well, Blake, why did it work a season ago? Well, quite honestly, Orgeron literally just lined up and told his team to go out there and do it. Benefiting, benefiting Auburn. Now, you also had Bo Nix running all over the place. And it's probably my biggest concern for LSU defensively is the only other time that you faced a a running quarterback was, I say a running quarterback, or a quarterback that has the ability to run, was Jordan Travis in Florida State. Now, Auburn's inability to throw the football, not even down the field, but remotely at all, would be really concerning if I'm them. Robbie Ashford, their quarterback, the guy that will be starting, we believe, this upcoming Saturday, He's really and truthfully 
the only pulse that they have. Now, Tank Bigsby can get things going, but I think LSU's defensive line can hold Tank Bigsby at bay, a lot like Penn State. Former LSU wide receiver Coy Moore had 74 yards receiving last week, his biggest game as a collegiate athlete. Guys, you take away Bigsby, you take away Coy Moore, who had a big game, and guys, quite honestly, you're home cooking. This game smells so much of a more, not because guys, Harold Perkins is known, maybe a lot around Louisiana, parts of Texas, but this could be a game where we see a guy like Harold Perkins completely start becoming a national a national household name because of what Auburn wants to try to run. They want to get linebackers out in space. I don't think Harold Perkins is the young man that you want to get out in space. I don't think you want to run in between the tackles. And I'm watching LSU film this morning. It's like 530. You know, I'm getting ready for work, putting on clothes, getting ready for AYS stuff. And all of a sudden, I just see Greg Penn absolutely demolishing guards and being a, a run stopper. It do, I don't think it bodes well for them. But I think that we've kind of come to a conclusion and we expect this defense to do really good things, right? Like, we expect Harold Perkins at this point to make it be a game changer. You get Jay Ward back. Now, Jerry Bernard Converse, who got the game ball a week ago, may still play a little bit of safety. What do you do with Joe Fouché? Guys, this team, quite honestly, defensively, pretty much well put together. Now, I talked a lot last night about Brian Kelly and how he's done things defensively, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, wherever he's been. They've had really disciplined defenses, really disciplined uh, defensive coordinators and a defensive staff. Nothing's changed. Literally nothing's changed. Same thing's going on. It's not where I'm going to spend a lot of my time. I'm taking, I'm calling my shot. Now, there's a lot of things that could dictate to where I could be wrong. I think it's going to be a breakout party for LSU offensively. Yeah, you can say Southern, but man, you had a pick six from Micah Baskerville that turned the game on its head. Micah Baskerville blocked a punt. You know, a lot of that was just LSU just being so much more dominant than Southern. I don't know if I would call that completely an offensive performance for the ages, although they did a lot of great things. Still turned the ball football over twice. In this, and I get it with backups. But I think this, it, weather permitting and weather not being a complete and utter factor, I think LSU gets rolling early. Here's why. It's of my opinion, hint, hint, wink, wink, that LSU is going to have to find a way to get Brian Thomas Jr. more involved than anybody else on the outside. Here's why. You know, we come on these shows, we talk about guys in that receiver room. Get Jeray Jenkins involved. I agree. Get Malik Neighbors involved. I agree. Jack Besh, I agree. Obviously, you have a potential first-round pick at wide receiver in Kayshawn Booty. I agree. But, guys, I went back and watched every catch from Brian Thomas this season. Every single one of them.
It took me a long time to go and find it. But I literally went back and watched every single catch that Brian Thomas has had. And every single time that you've remotely thrown in the general direction that's known of Brian Thomas Jr., guys, explosions happened. A big physical wide receiver who can go up and make plays and who's more shifty than people give him credit for. Obviously, we saw it last week, and we've really seen it this season. Here's my thing. If I'm LSU, if you continue to see Brian Thomas Jr., the sophomore from Walker, Louisiana, my question would be is, when do we start talking about getting number 11 more involved in this game? Because I'll tell you this. And this is, this is something that every coach stands by, Brian Kelly included. He's told us this. He's told fans this. He's told his team this. When guys continue to make big plays and guys continue to do the right things, they're going to play. Now, Kayshawn Booty coming back this week, after missing last week over the birth of his son, and congratulations again to him. If they're going to continue, if teams are going to continue to double team, Kayshawn Booty, which is legitimately what Auburn did a season ago. You know, I still remember the first touchdown of the game a season ago where Auburn double teams Kayshawn Booty. And Max Johnson throws a dime for a touchdown. They doubled him the rest of the game. And a lot of fans ask, well, why didn't you get Kayshawn Booty involved? Guys, he was double teamed the entire game. Now, a lot of you got on me because in the beginning of the season, when I do all of last season's breakdown and watch every single game, ask my wife. I sit down on this recliner in the studio. I put it on the projector. All I do is watch every LSU game from a season ago. Maybe a week or two weeks before the season starts. Now, I do it a lot throughout the offseason, but it's literally what we do. If they want to double-team Kayshawn Booty, which Brian Harson has talked about a lot this week, I'd be answering it. My call would be for to get number 11 involved more. It's what, I, it's what I would do. If you're going to go tempo and quick game, get it to number 11. Let him make plays like he's been doing. Because, guys, there's always these times where people start to emerge and players start to emerge. And I'm really interested to find out if Brian Thomas Jr. can be that guy. I really, really wonder if he can be that guy. I believe he will. I believe that he will. Auburn's going to give LSU a lot of chances. Guys, go look at what Auburn's done in the second half against Power 5 opponents since Brian, Brian Harson's been there. Guys, they've been horrific. LSU's been a second-half team. When you give teams chances over and over and over and over again, a.k.a. Mississippi State, and even in a loss, a.k.a. Florida State, I think LSU is going to respond, and they're going to have a big day. Now, 
it dictates how does LSU run the football? Do they turn the football over? You have two freshmen, right, uh, right and left tackle. Two true freshmen at that against two guys that can really look. Auburn, I said this last night. I'll say it every single day until the ball's kicked off. Auburn's got dudes on the outside. They got dudes on that defensive line. They're not just a complete walkover defensively. They got broke by Penn State in the third, uh, midway through the third quarter and then the fourth. It's just the truth. Take some shots deep. Take a shot deep to Chris Hilton Jr. One bigger thing, and we'll get to some of these comments. I want to go to the SEC. Blaine Crane joining us in a minute. One thing I want to say this before I get a little into the SEC. The interesting thing to me about this team when I'm watching film is the the misses that Jaden Daniels is having with receivers are so... What's the word I want to use here? So minute at times that it really starts making me ask the question, man, what's this offense going to look like when Jane Daniels starts finding his receivers and, they, and they're all on the same page? When Malik and Kayshawn are running the routes that Jane thinks that they're running. When they have the communication and Kayshawn, Jane Daniels can look over to Kayshawn and give him wink, wink, hint, hint, and they know exactly what they're going to do. I'm telling you now, if this team can figure it out, if this team can figure it out and they can put it together quickly this week because you've got a big game next week, and the way that LSU's defense is playing, my question would be, ultimately, does Auburn have the dudes that can stop them? Do they, have, do they want to stop them? But where I do think that LSU, and, and what's so crazy, everyone always talks about, oh, well, Brian Kelly's not a fit. Well, shit, if he goes out and beats Auburn in the Plains this week and he starts his LSU career off 4-1 and, and his one loss is because he missed a fucking extra point or they missed, they uh, extra point got fucking blocked. Guys, excuse my language. What do we have cooking with here? You got a massive game next week against Tennessee. I will end it with this, and we'll go to Blaine Crane from Crane and Company, uh, and he'll be joining us. We'll go around the SEC and talk a little Auburn with him. Let me say this. I love Blaine Crane to death. I really, really, really do. If I'm Brian Kelly, if I'm this coaching staff, all week and, and when this team was lifting weights, Bo Nix – Put it on your ass last year. Now, Boo Nix isn't there, but they came to your house and clapped those cheeks up and down the field. It's just the God's honest truth. It's time to go handle business. You want to make a statement? You want to show the LSU? Oh, okay. Well, so Ed Orgeron was the problem. You want to make a statement? You go out there and start clapping some cheeks. Bottom line. Like how I've been clapping everybody else's cheeks in fantasy this year. All right, let's go get the blank crane. Bleh, reads many leather-bound books. I, I kind of, you know, you ever send somebody a text message and you really think it's funny and they're going to really laugh? Well, I sent one to Blaine today and he didn't respond. Hurt my feelings. Who doesn't like listening to Kenny G while listening to the bourbon? 
All right, but the producers are telling me Blaine's backstage. So let's do this. Let's talk about our good friends over at Gramco and my good friend Carol Foss over at State Farm. Guys, we return in one minute and 15 seconds. Let's talk some Auburn LSU. Let's talk some SEC. Crane and Company next. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com, AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order. Jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays, anniversaries, and everyday use. Gramco is hemp-derived and completely legal inside of the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed, and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramco.com. Use that promo code AYS25. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. We're back. All right, we are joined by our good buddy and our friend, Blaine Crane. I thought the Kenny G reference would really make you laugh, dude. But it did, Blake. It made me laugh so hard that I laughed for 15 minutes. And since I had to get up at 4.30 this morning, I completely passed out. After <laughs> it made me laugh that hard. Okay, okay. Hey, did you like my Billy Joel comeback? I did like your Billy Joel good. comeback. Good. I did. I well, like good things like that quality well then good that's all i needed now i can sleep good tonight and rest my head easy well i do gotta say this lucy b who is a listener of ours is a huge fan of yours so well, watch out for lucy, lucy b now i'm a huge fan of lucy i look i've been a fan of lucy since hell i can i can't go back that far enough to remember since it was in black and white right on like nick yeah. and knight you know i love it blaine listen i don't really know how to start this off and i'm just gonna give you the floor mm-hmm. okay if Auburn does not win Saturday, what happens with Brian Harson? I don't know. I don't know if that, Blake, I don't know what, what point do they fire him. Because look, I wanted it to be, I don't know, this might be the first time in history, right? I wanted him fired after the Missouri game. After a win, after a win, you still deserve to be fired. That, that, that's one of the worst games I've seen Auburn play in, hell, I don't know, since 2003, maybe? 2005? I mean, when we won three games? I mean, you look, you look at this Auburn team. Realistically, let's look at this Auburn team. And I say this to people who are pro Brian Harson. I know it's his second year. But what are you excited about? What has he done to get you excited? What has he won at, right? Recruiting. No. I'm pretty sure Auburn's 11th in the SEC right now in recruiting. Transfer portal. You got Zach Calzada, who's a third string behind two mediocre quarterbacks, right? With all those big names in the portal. I mean, I, mean, I can't even go through all of them. Caleb Williams, Slovis. A boy went to Oklahoma. 
Um, the, the, the JT Daniels, there's too many names. You get Zach Calzada, who ends up getting hurt in a wiffle ball game and now needs surgery. A lot of people don't know that. But a defensive line, I mean, you have Derek Hall, realistic, that's it. You have one guy, a linebacker. I mean, you have Simmons at corner who's decent, but you don't have a quarterback who can throw down the field or really run an offense. I mean, you know, it's TJ Finley, Blake. God, I'm sure y'all don't miss him. No, and, and honestly, Blaine, my argument has been if they – I would rather them start TJ over Ashford because Ashford can run. Look, the only way Auburn's in this game, monsoon. You need a mon – you need Dennis Quaid rest. <laughs> Day after tomorrow, just rain sideways, Forrest Gump, Vietnam type of stuff to be in this game. Because if it, if it becomes that, it becomes a lot more one-dimensional, Right. A lot more one-dimensional. And what can Auburn barely do, if that, is run the ball. The offensive line is horrid. But they have Tanks Big, uh, Bigsby and Jaquez, uh, Jaquez Hunter, who are two good backs. And Tanks averages 1.6 yards of carry right now. So that should tell you everything about offense, Auburn's offensive line. If it does come to that and Brian is gone and you get your wish, who do they target? <sighs> See, this is the thing with me. Um, a lot of people want Hugh Freeze. I'd be fine with Hugh Freeze. He's won in the SEC, and he might have a little look. I'll sacrifice a national championship one or two for a 30 for 35 to six years down the road. All right? I'll sacrifice that. I will. Him, hell, even Urban Meyer. And people are like, oh, Urban Meyer, all this. What happened to him? Look at the NFL. Well, hell, Saban didn't win the NFL. Name me a college Urban Meyer lost at. I'll sit here and wait. I will sit here and wait. But the guy I want, uh -oh. right, he's on Aflac commercials with the Ghost. That's the guy I want. I want guys on Aflac commercials, all right? Go get Prime. Go get him. Why not? If he can't coach, he doesn't, he doesn't need to coach. He can recruit. Half, more than half the battles the players, guys. That's more than half the battles. If you have the players, you can look like a, an absolute genius schematically when the guys are out there. Because, look, Todd Munkin's great. Kirby's great. But I'm sure schematically, they're, they're not just doing something no one's ever seen, right? They have guys like Trevon Walker walking around. They have guys like N'Kobe Dean walking around. And hell, even this defense last year, I still can't believe Kent State, uh, Kent State scored 22. I, I, I know. And, and Blaine, I think that that's got a lot to do with parity in reference to yeah. the portal. You know, I mean, like Kent State, I think, had seven starters from the portal. Well, you I love it. You know, you I love it. But how do you feel about the game this weekend, Blake? Well, I'm, I, that's what I was going to ask you. I, look, it depends, Blaine. I mean, if it's like you said, it's a monsoon because of the hurricane, then what? I mean, everything that we talk about this week then goes out the window. Who who wants it more? I feel like it is what it comes down to at that point. Um, I, I think LSU defensively, you talked about this a lot, and I know on, on y'all's show, you wanted LSU to get back to that dominating defense. And, Blaine, they're only giving up 12.5 points per game. They're dominating. They look yeah. really good under Brian Kelly in this defense. I like LSU mainly due to how they're playing defensively. Yeah. What says you? No, no, I agree. I think the spread's at seven and a half. It's, um, moved, just, it's moved up to eight. I just checked it before the show. Yeah, right. If you could, you should have got in early. I know. If you could have got this at six and a half, I feel like that's a win. I just don't know how you can look. Um, if you've seen both these teams play and not even being a fan of how this Auburn team can win this game. Um I mean, LSU is getting back to kind of what you said, the, the, the defense that everyone's afraid of, right? When LSU's flying around, 
All right. When LSU's disciplined, all swimming in the same direction and having fun and talking shit, you need to be worried. You need to be worried because still some of the scariest eyes defenses I've ever seen, well, lately Georgia's, was the LSU and Bama's, right? That, that's what it is. Like, you, know, you just don't go play LSU and feel super healthy that Sunday morning getting out of that game. So the only way I can see Auburn winning this game is if LSU loses it. That's the only way. LSU has to lose this game for them to win, in my opinion. Turning the ball over, busting coverages, messing uh, gap up assignments on the D-line. LSU has to lose this game because I don't see a way Auburn win it. Robbie Ashford's not going to throw you to win. If Robbie Ashford's in the game, stack the box. Just stack the box, all right? Play a little bit of safety over the top. He's not going to beat you in the intermediate game. Not that good in the short game. can barely throw the deep ball. I mean, Holden Garner comes in. I mean, the kids, that sucks. All right, my right. Garner. Oh, God, that'd be terrible. My first game against LSU with that offensive line. Blake, I don't know if you've really watched, if you had time, because I know you're a busy man, including myself, to go over and kind of watch this Auburn offensive line. It's a disaster. Uh, uh, Blaine, they can't they can't execute inside zone worth of shit. It's a disaster. It's mm. a disaster, Blake. They, I, they can't do anything well. Can't run block well. Can't run block the zone well. I mean, can't block the stretch well. Help pass that and good luck. You know, and this goes back to what Bo Nix covered up. All the Bo Nix haters, all right? All the Bo Nix, where are you now, right? Where are you now? Hell, he might have got beat 50, 40-something to three against Georgia. But, hell, who's not going to get beat like that against Georgia? But you saw what Bo Nix was to Auburn. Covered up a lot of holes. A lot of holes. Now Brian Harson's just floating in the wind. There's no, I don't know, man. I don't know if they fire him after he loses this game. But if he loses this game and loses to Western Kentucky, uh, well, Wins a couple SEC games, then lose West Kentucky later season, he's gone. But he shouldn't have fired up the Missouri game because now it's affecting recruiting. That's the biggest thing, and, and that's why I commended Scott Wooler for letting Ed go, right? Mm-hmm. I, when he did, um, I, 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 I look, I, the, I, I want Dion at Georgia Tech in Atlanta. I could, you know, well, I take that job, you know. But if if I had to choose, but obviously I don't. Blaine, let's go around the SEC in college football, though. Okay. Um, Tennessee, that offense, it's fun to watch. They can score with anybody. I saw a stat today. Hendon Hooker has 45 touchdowns and two picks, I think, over the last 12 games, dude, which is insane. How have you seen the SEC so far this year? What are some big things that stick out to you? I would say Tennessee. I picked Tennessee to be my third best team in the SEC preseason. Um, The thing with me is really big is, like, who do you have a quarterback, right? The quarterback can take you so far. You got to have a guy quarterback to compete in this league. Um, Kentucky, I'm not surprised by. I still don't know about Kentucky's offense. I want to see a little bit more. Will Levis, you know, he's a shiny toy. Everybody loves right now because it's the height, the arm strength, and the speed. Defense is good. They can run the ball. It's just, I mean, Coach Stoops' team is obviously going to be able to run the ball. Got to see a little more throwing out of them. But the LSC, I mean, the SEC is deep as they ever are, man. They really, they, they ever are. I mean, you know, Georgia and Bama. They're always the richer getting. I said this on the show the other day because of the portal, because of everything going. The rich are still getting richer, but you're seeing more people move up to the middle class, right? No doubt. And that's what you're seeing, and that's great for college football. I mean, you go up and down the SEC, other than Missouri, Vanderbilt, and probably Auburn. I mean, it's 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 stacked up pretty evenly. You go back to the LSU Mississippi State game. What a hell of a game to watch. I mean, Tennessee Florida game. What a hell of a game to watch. You're gonna have matchups like I think this one. Ole Miss. Who does Ole Miss have this week? Kentucky. Kentucky, God, what a game. I can't wait to watch that game. So the 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 middle of the pack SEC right now, it's this the difference in teams are this this big. Agreed. And Blaine, that's why when everybody's 
was wondering why I picked A&M last week to beat Arkansas. Mm-hmm. That defense at A&M's really good, man. It's a good pick. Well, they put Max Johnson in, right? Calming everybody down. This on the show. He's not going to go win you a Heisman, guys. All right? He's not going to put up gaudy numbers, 300-plus, four touchdowns, run for six yards. That's not what Max is. But Jimbo needed a guy who could run the offense, right, mm-hmm. who could blend into the offense, be, be the conductor of the offense, not turn the ball over. Make the throws you have to make to move the ball because at the end of the day, Jimbo wants to play defense and run the ball. Old That's school. what he wants to do. He, he, I always say this on the show, never trust a man that has a Velcro hat, you know, and doesn't have the snapbacks. Yeah. But he's old school. He's, he, he's a more prime, less miles, dude. Yeah, well, he's a little bit more, I would say, a little bit Innovative. more open than less. Mm. I mean, less was like, look, we're running the top sweep and playing defense. <laughs> I respect it with those guys. But, you know, A&M, I, I think I had A&M finishing fourth or something like that in the conference. But, you know, it's just, it's so close right now. And it's all like, like college football right now. And I think we say this every year maybe. But this is the finest college football season I've watched so far. I in, completely agree. In a long agree. time. I in completely time. agree. And, um, you know, it's just. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, you go ahead. Okay. Is there anybody that you think right now that's shown you enough that can take somebody can take down Georgia? Because I don't see it yet. I want to say yes so bad. I want to say yes so bad. I just don't. Alabama would be the closest one. You know, once they get a couple guys back, you know, the uh, JoJo Earl kid or whatever his name is. Alabama right now is missing that guy who can take the top off the no doubt. Right. That's what they're missing. They're missing the the, John, the Jameson Williams. You know, those type of guys. And that's how you beat Georgia, right? Because Georgia's going to slowly, slowly suffocate you and somewhat move down to keep you in that box. And if you have a guy who can take it over the top, this is to be honest, Bryce Young right now, he's the he's best player in college football, right? He is. And the second one probably means Brock Bowers. I mean, he doesn't get the ball enough. I mean, he doesn't get the ball enough. The kid's an absolute freak. He goes start for half the NFL right now. I, if not all of it. If not all of them, right? Maybe not the Chiefs. You know, we can go down a couple with some, with some guys. But, you know, I, Bryce Young always gives you a chance. Um, but I don't know how you beat Georgia. I just don't know how. I don't know. Um, Tennessee, maybe, I guess, just because of the high tempo, the, the, the amount of plays they run a game. But that defense, it, it got better for Tennessee, but it's not there, right? It's not there to get over the hump. But I'm really interested. We talked about this on the show today. Who, who really is the fourth best team in the nation? You know? I, I don't know. And, and, and Blaine, honestly, it's kind of why I didn't know if I, I like the expansion playoff yet. Because I'm like, mm-hmm. we can't we can't agree on who's the best, who the fourth best team is. Much less find 12 of them son of a bitches that, yeah. that's worth a damn. Now, do I want more football games? Yes. Of course. You know, like I think Tennessee versus Washington is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Uh, let me ask you this. Now, Kent, I, I don't want to give Kent State a whole bunch of hell of a lot of praise, but do you think that when a team – so when you're in coaching, let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. When you see an inferior team do something against like a Georgia that really works well, how much do you attack it the following week? A little bit. Uh, and the thing about it, you go back and watch that, Georgia busted some coverages. I know. That's why – Georgia. Georgia busted some coverage, some stuff you're not seeing from a Kirby Smart team usually. And it was weird. Like, Kirby, like, at halftime was, like, the happiest I've seen him all year. Oh, he was so Nick on that oh, uh, in that halftime ready. speech. He was just primed up. You do it a little bit, but you still have to 
you still have to stick to your guns in your system. You know, some of that stuff, in my opinion, was a little bit fluky. Um, but you see it, you note it. Uh, but at this point, George, George is going to expect it, right? If you come out something like that, they've learned, right? The Kirby Smart team, uh, especially Coach Kirby team, they've learned what happened and probably won't make the same mistake again. But you note it for sure, but I don't think you go into that much with your game plan. Um, if you had to pick right now, though, your fourth, who is your fourth? Probably Tennessee. I'd say probably Tennessee. You know, I mean, we can go through them. I mean, you got Ohio State, Georgia, and Bama, your top three, obviously. You got Michigan at four. You go back and watch that Maryland game. I mean, Michigan played well other than the Maryland guy taking it off the face on the kickoff, which I don't know how you do. Get out. So let's really talk about it. Where's your parents? Where's your dad? I don't get them on the phone. Um, but uh, they're D-line. Like, couldn't get to the quarterback. And, and, and Maryland, like, kind of clapped them up front, man. I mean, they, yeah. they were out. We're running the ball on them. So I'm worried about them. J.J. McCarthy looked like a guy who's new to playing quarterback. Not taking what they give him, trying to run around the pocket. This isn't high school, buddy. That's not going to work. Um, but then, I mean, you had Oklahoma up there. But uh, Britt just doesn't have the personnel on defense yet. I mean, he's got he's got the mindset for sure, but doesn't have the personnel. Oklahoma State, I don't trust that defense. Mm. I mean, who? I mean, hell, who else you got in there? Um, why am I blanking? Why am I blanking? USC. What, what, yeah, I, well, mean, I was about to ask you. Do you think anybody like a Washington or a USC can could can come out the pack in this one? Pun intended. I, I think USC could. Um, I think Washington's got a little tougher schedule. I mean, hell, if you're in the Pac-12, you always got a chance. Um, but USC could, I think, because, um, first of all, good teams win in multiple ways, right? And they beat a, Oregon, a scrappy Oregon State team 17-14 to 14 when they get over and under with 70. So, I mean, that surprised a lot of people, but they won the game. You still have Caleb Williams, Mario Williams. I mean, Jordan Addison. You got guys, the running back from UCLA. You got guys on that offense that are good enough. You're going to get in the playoffs to get your ass beat, that's for sure, because you'll probably end up playing Georgia in the four spot. But that four to ten spot, I think that Tennessee has one as good as the offense as any of them, as good of a, a good of a quarterback as any of them, and hell, the defense is right there with most of them too. And I think the defense will only get better. So I seriously think you could put Tennessee at that four spot right now. I do too, and I think it's a massive game for LSU next week if they can get through Auburn uh, in Death Valley. A lot of things will, will will come out of that game, and we'll find out more. A uh, blank. Two more. We'll get you out of here. Number one. Come on. You have a big game this week in fantasy. Oh, um, yeah. I, yeah. I, sources have told me that you will be facing Ben Shapiro this week in fantasy. If Come you off. win, how much like how much trash talking goes around here to, to, oh, to Shapiro? Look, the thing about it, you got to get in their head early. All right. You got to get in their head early. Um, start swimming around in there a little bit and see what they really think. Um, the thing about it, like, look, Ben's my boss. I love Ben. But this, this isn't politics. All right. Welcome to my world. Welcome to the right field. <laughs> All right, welcome to it. We're going to find out. All right, we're going to find out. Two and one right now got the most points in the league. Who's surprised? Not me, right? Not me. Got the best draft grade. But I need this one, right? I need this one. I've been, this is the biggest week of my life right now. All right, from Thursday to Sunday, probably to Monday as well. I have to look at my players. Biggest week of my life right now. I just need his players. He just lost to Jake. All right, he's coming off a losing streak. I just beat Clavin, who was on top. So a lot of good things coming right now. But still, I, this is a big – This is a, look, you think LSU-Auburn game's big? You think that's big? I'm facing Ben Shapiro in fantasy. No, that's why I asked. It, it, it's, it's a massive week over at Crane & Co. Uh, Blaine, I do want to ask you one quick question about the NFL. Okay. Um, how damn good is Josh Allen? Like, it, it, let, me, let, me re, let me rephrase that. Is he the best player in the league right now? 
I put Lamar Jackson second. Uh, so that's where I was going to go with it. Like, if you flipped a coin and it, it said Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen, do you really care at this point? No. Right. I'm I know I'm with you. score points. I know that. I know defense. If you hold them under 25, we should win the game. Right? We should win the game. I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure Lamar's leading the league in touchdown passes right now. And 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 he's like third in rushing yards and second in rushing touchdowns. It's ridiculous. It's he's ridiculous. going to get paid. He's going to get paid every penny he's worth. Good for him for his life. Look, he look. He's his own agent. All right. So Lamar does. He talks his own contracts. That man has got to get paid. He deserves to be it to be a top two pay a paid player in this league. I agree. Right? He deserves it. He is that good at the game of football. And I go back to this, you know, who without who would hurt worse, right? The Bills without Josh Allen or the Ravens without Lamar Jackson? I would say the Bills because I don't think they're I don't trust their franchise. Yeah. I, I, I trust the Ravens franchise more. But mm-hmm. if you if you had to tell me who would lose more, I would say the Ravens because it just feels like everything they do offensively, identity wise, is true. Lamar, it's him. You're right. I agree. I said the same thing. I talked about each other. I was like, I like first of all, it's splitting hairs. That's what you're doing. You're, you're splitting hairs. But that organization, Lamar, everything, their scheme, the way they run things is through everything's through Lamar Jackson. Like nothing would work without Lamar Jackson. I don't care who you put back there. So it's a great question. But I think hell, I mean, Josh Allen probably win. They're my Super Bowl winners. I mean, he'll probably win the MVP. I mean, the Dolphins are creeping up there, but I still got to see. Two's got to stay healthy. And I don't care what anybody tells me. A back injury doesn't get you a get up and make you look like a baby horse. All right, he was concussed. All right, the dude had a no doubt and finished the game. Like we can sit here and say, "Well, it's his back." It's like, no, nah, I played enough and coached enough. Uh, he got a concussion, but he finished the game. All power to him. Oh, I watched the UFC too much. That that brother was wobbly. You know, he, yeah, he had the yeah. Joe Rogan wobbly. Oh, yeah. yeah, baby deer, baby deer, just born, learning how to walk. I I've lied. Last one. Do you, when you see how Tua's having success, speaking of Tua, when you see that he's having success, do you think that us, not not just us talking heads, but society puts too much on guys early? Like, look what he's doing now in year three. Because he was well, at a really dysfunctional franchise. Go ahead, I'm sorry. I think, yeah, I think it just depends on the team you go to. Like, you know, no one expected really think much out of Trevor Lawrence his first couple of years. I mean, you're at the Jaguars. Um, I mean, I mean, Fields at the Bears. I mean, I don't expect much from him. Barely have receivers. Your old line's terrible. Um, but if you go to a, a, and most of the guys who get dra- drafted high aren't going to a good situation. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like maybe after year three, you get into year three, the year fours, then you start push, putting a little pressure on guys because at the end of the day, you're getting paid millions of dollars to perform. All right. It's going to come with the criticism. That's just the way the road. But two has always been a winner, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's always been a winner. You go back to his college days, the dude just won. All right, that's what he does. And they surrounded him with weapons at the Dolphins, Gasecki. Uh, I mean, Waddle. I mean, uh, Tyree Kill. Right. I mean, I mean, you you got guys there. So, I mean, the Dolphins right now is going to come down to their defense. And you saw how they played. I mean, how Howard played against Stephon Diggs. If you can lock that matchup down and let him make someone else beat you other than Stephon Diggs, then you're going to have a chance against the Bills. So it was a fun game to watch, that was for sure. Blaine Crane, Crane and Company. Follow him on Twitter, at Blaine underscore Crane. My buddy, my man, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely appreciate it, man. Y'all take it easy, take it easy on us this weekend, though. Uh, no promises. I, we need this, Blaine.
We know. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm pretty sure. Look, I don't deal with absolutes, but y'all absolutely go. <laughs> oh, uh, God. I, I mean, you know, after we got Bo Nix last year, I think LSU deserves one. Yeah, Bo Nix didn't walk into the locker room this year, boys. It's true. We'll see you soon, buddy. All right, that's Blaine Crane from Crane & Company that's joining us. All right, let's do this. I want to get to the Saints very quickly to end this show. Um, we said something on Believe in Saints. I'm not going to let it go. We return in 45 seconds. Let's talk about our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. But let me mention my good friend, John Patton over at GMFS Mortgage, gmfsmortgage.com. If you're buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing a cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with John Patton today, 225-614-1234. It's 225-614-1234. Let him know that Blake Rafino sent you on by. All right, guys, we turn in 45 seconds. I'm about to rip the absolute dog manure out of Pete Carmichael. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. I do want to end the show with this. Again, shout out to our good buddies over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. And also, shout out to Royce Pierce, uh, who sent us the massive super chat, and Adam, that sent us the super chat. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Look, I'm going to end the show with this, and I'm not going to spend long on it. Um, One thing, though, before I rip the absolute dog manure out of Pete Carmichael, uh, Pooh Bear. Playoff games with the 12 teams will happen on Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Mondays. I don't know how to feel about that, but, 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 I do like that it's not all of them on one day. You know, man, like if you did two, like a third, like if it's Thanksgiving Eve and you're playing on a Wednesday or a Thursday, if you're playing on Thanksgiving, whatever, however they're going to do it, and you got two college football games, playoff games, Get to sit at home and watch it all. I don't know about you guys, but I, that's kind of some stuff that I like. Okay. And Ross Dallinger just broke that story, by the way. Let me end the show with this. Now, our good buddy Terrence Copper, who's still doing the Believe in Saints podcast, go check it out, Believe in Saints. We were with him for a little while, uh, but obviously we do LSU, college. That's our thing, SEC. I want to say this, though, because we, do, we still cover the Saints. We still will talk to Saints. Guys, what in the hell did I tell you about Pete Carmichael? And I got ripped all offseason. Blake, he's a Sean Payton underling. He's Sean Payton's guy. Well, you know what Pete Carmichael isn't? Sean Payton. He's just not, guys. Now, can this offense pick it up? Sure. But some of this stuff, a lot of people talk about its execution by the Saints. I still agree. But it's his job to get this offense prepared. 
guys, I will tell you this. From an offensive line's perspective, some of the blitzes that are being sent are schematic issues. Complete schematic issues. Okay? When you don't have anything out in the flat, when you know that Carolina sends pressure 69 and, and I, I hate to use the, you know, let's round it up to 70. So, number, oh, 69. 70% of the time, they blitz if it's third and five or longer. Like, guys, if I can figure that out, why can't Pete Carmichael? Why hasn't Pete Carmichael gotten more interviews? Dan Campbell was a position coach. Position coach. In, in New Orleans and got a head coaching job at Detroit and everybody loves Dan Campbell. Guys, I'm a, right now I'm a closet Detroit Lions fan. I hope that they do fantastic. I love me some Dan Campbell. Why isn't Pete Carmichael getting phone calls? Why isn't Pete Carmichael getting texts? Let me tell you why. Because there's not a lot of people that would seem at the current moment that has a lot of faith in him. Pete's got to pick it up. Drew's not walking through that door. You have issues on the offensive line? Figure out ways to move the football. Dennis Allen, if Jameis is hurt, pull his ass. If Jameis is hurt and can't be 100%, pull him for the red rocket. But the bottom line is, and I will end it with this, Ed Orsron did the same damn thing. Ed Orsron did the same damn thing. When you try to keep culture in the locker room and you force coordinators on head coaches, a.k.a. Matt Canada with Ed Orgeron, shit goes wrong. Bottom line is they force Pete Carmichael on Dennis Allen and it's backfiring. It's backfiring. You're going to tell me something different? You can't play buddy ball in the NFL. This is my buddy. He gets a job. You can't do it. When you start doing things like that, you start losing. Pete better pick it up because I promise you this. If they go through halfway of this season and nothing's fixed, I've never been a Pete Carmichael fan, man. It's like you're trying to impersonate Sean Payton. He's not Sean. Sometimes you got to move on. It's like, you know, the way that I feel about with this is like you're dating a girl and that girl breaks up with you and moves on to greener pastures. It's like you trying to date her sister who's not as pretty as the girl. Maybe that's a bad way of a bad analogy, but instead of dating the sister, instead of dating the girl that you had before, now you're trying to date the sister. It, it doesn't work. Now, I will say this on the defense of Pete Carmichael. Got these these men, these men make a lot of money. They make a lot of money. It's about damn time that they step up and act like they give a shit. Because for the through the first three weeks. It feels to me that this offense does not give a shit. You're grown-ass men. Act like it. Act like it. All right. Let's get out of here. Be back tomorrow.
Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.